purpose, and then we're going to look at this next. Well, we're going to do things a bit differently. differently. I'll tell you about that in a minute, but let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness and kindness to us. Uh, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that we can hear from you this morning. We pray that as we uh, think about your forgiveness of us and us forgiving each other, Lord God, that you would um, help us to grow to be more like the Lord Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, Colossians 3, verse 13, tells us, Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So like many of Jesus' parables, uh, Jesus, in, in Jesus' story of the unmerciful servant or the unforgiving servant, Jesus is making a simple point. The point is, forgiven people forgive. Forgiven people forgive. Or as the apostle puts it in the, uh, in the imperative, imperative is a do this sort of language, he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And sometimes, possibly more, uh, forgiveness is hard. I wonder if you'd agree with that statement. Sometimes forgiveness is hard. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. That's, that's pretty hard. But Jesus says it's necessary. Because forgiving others shows we trust God's justice. Isn't that right? Uh, forgiving others shows we understand God's grace. And forgiving others shows what it's like to live in the kingdom of heaven, under the rule of the king who forgave us. So, today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, I hope that's okay. If not, try to catch me afterwards. <laughs> It'll be okay, I think. Uh, it's not something we do very often. Um, maybe once a year. In f well, actually, in the five years I've been here, I've never done it before. So that's, the, that's, that's how long, how often we do this sort of thing. Um, but I'm not going to preach a sermon. I'm going to show you a video. It's actually, we're going to watch an interview. Uh, but that doesn't mean we won't learn from the Word of God, and nor does it mean that there was really good surf during the week. Um, LAUGHTER I've been planning to share this story with you for quite a while. Um, so uh, it's a great story. So first, let me give you a bit of background. Um, on February the 1st, 2020, Daniel and Layla Abdullah lost three of their children in a horrific accident uh, when a drunk driver left the road in northwest Sydney. You probably would have heard of it, I'm sure. This drunk driver ploughed into, left the road, ploughed into Antony, uh, Angelina and Sienna and a number of other relatives. Seven children were hit. Here's a picture of Layla by the side of the road. Four died and a fifth was taken to the children's hospital at Westmead in a critical condition. Two others were taken to hospital in a stable condition. Uh, all of them were walking, bar one, who was on a bike. The driver returned a blood alcohol reading of 0.15, so that's three times the legal limit. Not long after the accident, Daniel and Layla spoke publicly on television about their grief. But they also spoke publicly, again, 
on TV about their forgiveness of the driver. Their, uh, their words shocked the nation. How is that possible? How could they, how could they do that? People ask, how does a mother and father forgive the one who cut their children's lives so short? How is that possible? Well, we're going to find out how. Uh, we're going to watch this, um, this interview. It's, uh, from, it's put together by um, the King's School Community Church. Uh, now, the three people in the video. One is uh, my old friend Matthew Pickering. Now, Matt was the speaker at our last church weekend away. So I thought that might resonate a little bit with you as well. So we know him pretty well. If you're new to the church, um, when we were allowed to have church weekends away, so back in 2019, wasn't it, I think? <laughs> Matt was our speaker, did a wonderful job. Um, so there's Matt there. Uh, and there's also um, a lady called Jen George who starts it off. Jen's just one of the leaders in the congregation. And then there's Layla Abdullah. Um, it's a great privilege to listen to her story. I do hope you enjoy it. I hope that you understand more of God's grace through it, through hearing her words and Matt's words as well. And I hope you understand by hearing Layla's story what life is like living under the rule of King Jesus, living in the kingdom of heaven, and, and how good that is. That's what I hope you see as well. Her example of forgiveness, and look, she's not perfect, so let's not get carried away, <laughs> but um, it's an inspiring example. And it shows us, again, what living under the rule of King Jesus, putting that crown we've talked about off our own heads and putting it on Jesus' head, and he's my king. I'm going to live under the rule of King Jesus. So here's the plan. Um, you've, hopefully you've got your... Uh, bulletin there as well. I've given you an outline, but most of all I've given, you, um, I've given you some space to write some things down if you'd like to. So we'll watch the video. Uh, the part that we'll watch is not all of it. I've given you also on that outline a link to go and watch the rest of the video. It's basically a Q&A at the end. Um, so we're going to watch the first 18 minutes and uh, I, I think it's, obviously I think it's worthwhile. Um, after we watch that, before I wrap things up, I'm going to give us an opportunity to ask any questions, uh, to make a comment or anything like that. So I just encourage you to write those down so don't forget. And, then, and if there's something that you'd like to share or there's something that you'd like to ask, even about the parable of Unmerciful Servant as well, we're not, uh, we're not going through that parable like we normally would in a sermon today, um, but that key theme is there, forgiven people forgive. That's the theme of that. That's the message of that parable really. So um, bear that in mind and then um, you might want to make a comment about uh, the Abdullah story as well uh, and what you heard about it and um, maybe a question there too. So uh, that's, that'll be good. All right. Well, um, let's watch the video, write some things down. And uh, Layla's voice is a little bit quiet, so we'll try to get the volume as best we can. Um, but uh, feel free to move around if you need to and get a bit of a hearing. But we'll turn it up pretty loud, so that should be okay. All right, let's go. Lord bless you and keep you Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you Lord turn his face toward you Thank you Hi everyone, we're here in God's strength this evening and our goal 
is to talk with these beautiful people, Leila Abdallah and Matthew Pickering, about a very tough subject. And that subject is forgiveness. There are no easy answers when we talk about forgiveness. However, I think it's important for light to shine in darkness to have this conversation. And so we're here tonight with these two gorgeous friends, uh, insightful friends, to hear their story. Uh, Matthew will enlighten us with what the Bible says. Layla will share her personal story, a profound tragedy. We're going to explore ideas like why forgive. We're going to look at why ask for forgiveness. How do we forgive ourselves and does it matter? It's hard and sometimes it hurts. And yet forgiveness is really important for a relationship to reconnect. And so Layla, let me ask you, why does it matter? What is forgiveness in your personal story and why does it matter? God created us according to his image and he said he sent his only son Jesus to walk this earth and he called us to be Jesus-like. Because we look up to him and we meant to imitate him and to build our faith, we meant to carry our cross and just follow him and to follow his footsteps, which forgiveness is easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And as you, as you all know, I was just a couple of months ago, I've lost my kids. But this tragedy was turned into a strength because I was able to forgive. And this forgiveness has done the world. But if you ask me before the accident, Leila, if you had to lose Anthony, Angelina, Sierra to a drunken driver, would you forgive? My answer would be, no, I don't think I'd be able to do it. But yet when I was put in this position, I was able to do it. The Bible says, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the big things. Which means, if you can trust God in the small things, you can trust Him on the you can you can trust Him on the big things. If you can forgive on your everyday life, starting by first of all forgiving yourself, then you will be able to forgive everyone around you, which is your husband, your kids, your in-laws, your friends, because life is full of problems and suffering. Um, I go back a little bit to the moment of the tragedy when I saw my kids. When I got to the sea, first thing I did, as you all know, I prayed. And when you pray to our Father, you say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And when you say these, wor these words, you have to mean it because you're talking to God, you're talking to Jesus. He knows you. Maybe I can lie to you, God, but I can't lie to him. So for me to be able to pray, I need to be able to forgive. So first of all, I have to do it for myself. And then I saw when Jesus was, he suffered. He died on the cross and he resurrected. And his suffering was so strong. If you close your eyes for a moment and you imagine him on the cross, look at all the bruises and the blood. And in the midst of that strong suffering, what did he say? Forgive them, Father, for they, for they do not know what they are doing. In the middle of that great suffering, he was able to forgive. And we are, as I said before, we are meant to follow his footsteps as much as we can as a human. And then one more scene I saw from the Bible, which I love, is Mary Magdalene. When everyone was throwing her to stone, 
And Jesus says, Whom is without sin, let them throw the first stone. Who is without a sin? Let's stop and think for a moment. Who is without a sin? I'm the first one to say I'm a sinner. Why am I going to judge the driver? He didn't come and he didn't mean to kill my kids. He done it unintentionally. Yet the cost was very expensive. We lost three of our kids according to this world. But according to the Bible and to our faith, we actually have gained three souls in heaven where I can always talk to and pray with and I feel I haven't lost my kids. I want them in heaven. And before the tragedy, I have a life coach, a friend of mine, his name is Sid. We always had a chat about ego, subconscious mind. And I was able to understand why people do what they do. When someone does something wrong, it's because they're blind. The sin has blinded them. They can't really see what they are doing. And when I got up to the camera, I said to a friend of mine, I go, what am I going to say? They said, say whatever you want to say. Trust your subconscious mind that it will deliver. And when I got there, I spoke what I saw, which was stations of Jesus of the cross. That's the intensity of it. And then I saw Jesus on the cross. I saw Mary Magdalene. I prayed to our Father. And forgiveness came and I was able to forgive. I trusted myself to deliver forgiveness. But I couldn't done it without the Holy Spirit which works through us. As you all know, our christening will become a temple for the Holy Spirit. And I think the Holy Spirit at that time, He worked through me and He moved my lips and He showed me all this sin from the Bible that at the moment of, that at the hardest moment of my life, I was able to forgive. And if I believe every faithful person who practices forgiveness on a small schedule, if they were put in my position, I'm sure they, they will be able to do it. And I had a choice to focus on my body or my soul, and, or, or my kids' body and their soul. I focused on their soul, which forgiveness was more powerful than holding grudges. I believe forgiveness is a gift from God. And you forgive someone not because they deserve it, but because you deserve to move, to to be happy and to live a peaceful life. So I've done it first of all for my God, then for my husband, then for my kids, and then for everyone around me. And I'm so happy I was able to do it because when you don't forgive someone, as my husband say, like you're drinking poison and you're helping the other person to die or you're helping the other person to suffer, but yet you're drinking poison and you're going to be suffering. So I, for us to be able to forgive, one thing I can say, in the midst of all this hard time and sadness and crying, we just have peace. We've got the peace of God who is in our hearts. Absolutely. Thank you, Layla. Now, as you pointed out, the Lord's Prayer says two things, doesn't it, about forgiveness, and we talked about this last week with our, our Peace on Prayer. That is... We, are to, we ask God to forgive us our sins and we are asked to forgive others 
who sin against us. And you've just talked about an incredible act of forgiveness. And I know we've all got something in our life where we could say, "Mm, maybe I haven't quite got there. Matthew, is there a connection in the Bible between the two lines in that prayer, forgive us our sins and forgiving others? Can you explain that? Forgive us our sins as we forgive the sins of others. I think there's, uh, there's a measure idea there that give me the same portion of forgiveness as I give to others, but that's not the issue here. The more important one is recognising that our sins are forgiven, that there is forgiveness. And uh, this, this might be a little corny, but, you know, we speak of God's grace, and sometimes people say, well, God is love, of course he would forgive. And the answer to that is, well, no, if he's a just God, because he's a God of love doesn't mean that everything goes. If he's a just and loving God, what is he going to do about the issues of justice and love? The answer is he forgives. How does he forgive? And the Bible says that that is his grace. And the way to think about his grace is God's riches, all the fullness of being in relationship with him, of being loved by him, God's riches at Christ's expense. Everybody pays a price uh, for sin, uh, for actions that harm. Forgiveness at expense allows for people to come back into relationship. And so we receive that, all of us need forgiveness. And as you mentioned, what you're doing for everyone in your life, however they come about, is to offer them that forgiveness from God. But there is great expense, Layla. There is great expense. Yeah, extraordinary. And with that expense, it's so hard. Layla, has it been hard? Of course it's hard. My family has been coming to have. I've got three of them in heaven and three on this earth. And June is a busy month for us. It's Alex's birthday, Liana's birthday, Anthony's birthday next week, and it's my birthday. And it hasn't been the same. I still celebrate Alex and Liana's birthday because I think already life has been tough on them. I don't want to be tough on them. As a mom, I want to be selfless and I want to give them whatever they want and I don't want to rob them from their happiness. And uh, even though I did that, you can still see the sadness in their eyes and of course we say it. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And we're always asking questions, why God? and. And this is a form of praying your sons when you just keep praying and talking to God. You don't, we didn't turn our back on Him. We still we pray more. Yeah. We're just asking Him not to leave us because now we need Him more than ever. And um, there seems to me to be a profound combination there. One is that you get on your knees yourself and you ask God to forgive you. In doing that, it's an act of humility that says that. I'm not perfect. And with that action, you're able to then forgive others. It's a step that means that you're not too proud to forgive others because you know that pride in itself, no matter how badly you've been betrayed, hurt, affected by sometimes no circumstance that you've done, and yet you're on your knees knowing two things when you pray that prayer. 
that you're not perfect and God's forgiven you and also that you can, no matter how hard, you can forgive. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Is there an example in the Bible you can think of, Matthew, that helps us understand forgiveness even more clearly? Yeah, the, the, the great one is Luke 15, the prodigal son that talks about the son who shames his family, shames his father, shames his village, brings dishonour uh, on everyone, including himself. And he, and he realises, after wasting everything and abusing everyone, that he sinned against God and against his father. And he says, I'm not worthy to be called your son, I'll be a hired servant. So he wants, he, he wants a relationship that he can't believe that there's a possibility that it could be back with his father. The height, the height of reinstatement. Mm -hmm. And it says that when he goes back to his father, having come to his mind, that the father sees him at a great distance, runs, which is a very undignified thing for an elderly gentleman in that culture, runs, and the reason he does run to his father and embrace him and kiss him is because it says he's full of compassion, mm. that he's driven by compassion. Yeah. Uh, and, and compassion here is, compassion, love and reinstatement are the binding issues here, aren't they? Yeah. And, and I feel that our own experience of asking for forgiveness also brings us to such a place that crying out to God, please forgive me, allows for the possibility for someone to join us also. And we don't need to look at them necessarily to invite them in. The big thing is you look at them and think, well, it's that person. Are they allowed to be here? And the answer would be yes, if we had the same compassion and love and desire for them to be with the Father as Jesus had, as you mentioned. Mm. Mm. But I'm not saying it's easy. And part of the reason why people marvel at the Abdalas is because the things that we've hoped to be true, we are seeing as true. I have to say, when I first met Layla, she was on her knees, and I hope you don't mind me saying, you were actually crying out to God, how can this be so? How can it be so? And I spent the next 24 hours doing exactly the same thing in my own life. You know, how, how have I let those relationships that are important go? How have I not, you know, there have been difficult circumstances, but you actually had a conversation with God that was so deep and so real. And I think some of us have stopped having those really important, deep, frank conversations. Nobody said life was going to be easy. God, God has always been my counsellor and he's as a child I grew up on my faith and I think it's very important for our kids to pray with them at a young age. I've seen a lot of friends and they said, oh my son is six years old, he's too young to pray. My answer is no. But since, since the minute you fall pregnant with your child, start praying with him every day. Put your hand on your stomach and pray for him. And when you give birth, pray for him in this labor room, and then every day of his life. And then eventually, the Holy Spirit will work in him. And it's like we need to eat, we need to drink, we need to put on our clothes. And I'm sure we can practice forgiveness in our everyday life, you yeah, know? exactly. And I'm yeah. sure we forgive a lot without us realizing. Everyone can relate to me. The reason why we're still in our marriage, I'm sure there's no perfect marriage. We all have our up and downs. We have to forgive them. Mm -hmm. But 
in saying it, you still have to have a good communication with them. And that fine line between forgiveness, communication, justice, um, it's all different mm. things. So when you forgive someone, it's first of all, like I said before, you're doing it for you. It's like, sometimes I say it's, it's, it's a selfish act because when you go and help someone, it gives you satisfaction that you are able to give and God's going to bless you more. So forgiveness, you can relate it in that sense. When, when you forgive someone, God's going to give you peace. And God, He's going to be the just, He's going to be the one who is going to, He's going to be basically, um, He's going to judge you. And we believe in justice. We believe in justice on this earth and as much as we believe on justice in the next life. And I just trust that God is the judge and He is the one in control, not me. I fully trust Him, fully surrender to Him. And every day we pray, Heavenly Father, it will be done in our life. Use us according to your will. Use every part of us. And we actually pray for the driver. Mm. We pray that he will find Jesus and he will turn close to his faith. And if he doesn't, that's his choice. At least I can close my eyes in peace and say, I've, trust, I've tried my best with all the tools I have and all the knowledge I have to surrender to God and to pray for him and to put him first in my life. Yeah. I think you mentioned a few things for us all to think about there. We, first of all, should get on our knees. The second thing is that we mustn't be filled with our own pride when we come to forgive others. We must be full of humility. We should forgive fast and we should forgive often. And the other thing you pointed to, which is just so important, is justice is the Lord's. It's not that we go without justice. We actually trust God with the justice. We trust the system with the justice. And you have been very clear that they are different things. You and in your world, you are forgiving. And it's beautiful and, and it's been such an encouragement to me. So thank you. That was my editing, abrupt ending there. And then it goes to a Q&A. So um, I, hope you, um, I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to watch the rest of it, in your um, outlines there, there's a long URL to look up. Good luck typing that in. Um, best thing to do is go to YouTube and then search. Uh, I'll just So, yeah, best thing is go and search um, In God's Strength Conversation number two. So you'll, you'll hear the rest of it. How, how did you go anyway? I hope... Um, uh, lots of things there. Things that I, one of the things that I loved about what, what Matt said at one point, and obviously Layla comes from a different background, uh, in terms of different denominational background too, and Christian background, but she's a, she loves the Lord Jesus um, and she desires to follow him, and so does Daniel. Uh, Layla's a lot more confident, I think, up front than, than Daniel is, if you um, had a chance to, to see them in interviews. Um, but one of the things I love what Matt said was, the things that we, what was it? I didn't. I was about to go and write it down, then it finished. Um, <laughs> the things that we hoped to be true, um, we see are true in Layla's story. I thought that was really good because that's the thing we hope for. Is we hope to be able to forgive. I do. If something like that happened to me, I'd, I'd hope. I, I wish I. You know, I hope I could forgive, 
Well, there we see it actually happening. And I think that's great. So, um, how'd you go? Any, anyone want to make any comment or ask a question or, or, um, or anything like that? Share something. See how we go. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's a really good question, and 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 has I think so. The, I just repeat it so everyone can hear. Do you think God uh, forgives? Correct me if I've got this wording wrong. When um when we don't ask for forgiveness, yeah, I, I think there's a difference between um, uh, forgiveness and reconciliation. In our this is so firstly with our own lives and between us, uh, let's just call it horizontally, human to human. Right, and then we'll get to vertically. Um, I think when when we we can forgive someone, I think without them asking for forgiveness. I think that's a, that's a that's a good thing for us to do. I think Layla's an example of that. Uh, now that we don't know, we've I don't, I've heard nothing from the drunk driver in terms of anything in the media or what Layla has said too. So we don't know if he's asked for forgiveness. Um, now, is there reconciliation there? Well. Unsure, don't know. Um, but we can forgive someone even though there's no reconciliation. They haven't asked for forgiveness. Um, with, um, with, I think, our relationship with God, if we don't ask for forgiveness, uh, if we don't admit our sin and where we've gone wrong with him, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that forgiveness is... The forgiveness is I don't think that, that, that forgiveness is, is possible. Uh, I think we need to actually ask for forgiveness... And, and say sorry to God. That's what repentance is. Repentance. We're told to repent and believe in the good news of Jesus. So we repent of our sin, and um, and God reconciles us through the, through Jesus' death on the cross for us by dealing with that sin, forgiving our sin. Um, so I, I, uh, we can forgive. We can forgive anyone else. And that's a good thing for us to do. Is there reconciliation between horizontally? Well, until that person actually desires forgiveness, I don't think there is. And that's where it's the same with us and God. We need to desire, ask for forgiveness, and we can have that reconciliation. And that's a free gift from God. We don't have to do anything to earn it. God forgives us, you know, no matter what. Um, so God forgives us uh, when we ask for forgiveness. It's a complicated one. It is, I think. Michelle. Some of the best illustrations are like that. That's what repentance is, yeah. I think. Yeah. Repentance is activating the forgiveness. Nice. <laughs>
Grace. The way that you're explaining on that one there, that sometimes part of the problem is people don't because they don't they don't repent because they don't think they need to be forgiven. They've yep. come to the realisation that they've done wrong. Mm. Yeah. So part of that could be that they just don't accept that they need. Yeah. And that's sad. It is sad, and it's, it's a difficult situation too, especially in God's family in the church, if that happens. Um, Jesus addresses that too in, in Matthew's Gospel, I can't remember which chapter it's in, um, where he gives instructions within God's people to help people to bring them to a point of asking for forgiveness and admitting their sin. And that takes, as, as you know, this. Uh, process to go through first a few people then a, a few more and then the church um, so in, in other words that indicates how difficult it can be sometimes yeah um, I think too we uh, that, that, that there's that concept of forgiving ourselves too and we've actually done something wrong and understanding and then trusting in God's grace um, that's an Im- that actually in the strange justice of God, when we've done something wrong, when we've sinned and we, we ask for forgiveness, we have to trust in God's grace that he's actually he's forgiven us. Um, and that's that we didn't deserve, we didn't get the justice we deserved. In fact, God's justice is turning it upside down, that, that, he, that his son takes on God's justice on the cross and then we need to trust him with that. So forgiving ourselves is part of understanding actually what happened at the cross um, and understanding that just God, God loves us uh, and, and that, that Jesus made a good decision when he died on the cross for us. <laughs> You're going to put it that way. Anyway, anyone else? Okay. Oh, yeah, right. I was going to say, I, I think, um, I just wish that that was a lot more widely publicised, um, I guess, that in view and just forgiveness in general, because yep. I think um, um, our society is a very unforgiving... Louder, sorry. Sorry, our society is a very unforgiving society and um, is quick to cancel and um, blame people, and I, I think that's actually one of the biggest things that's eroding our society in general. Yeah. The lack of forgiveness. Interesting. Yeah, it is, and, isn't it? Yeah. And the, it's the pushing out of God. It's, it's, you know, Christians are silenced, pushing God out of most things. And the, the thing that's suffering is our interactions, relationships, and forgiveness is just one of those things that's just not being done. Yeah. And I think Layla's and Dan, the Abdullah's story is this wonderful example of, of um, as I said at the start, what it looks like to live under the rule of King Jesus. Um, but it just shows, I, I just rem- I remember quite. This is not part of the video. Just what my memory of it when she spoke, she and Daniel spoke publicly, and actually I think it was after that photo was on that fence line where the children had died. She spoke publicly about forgiving the driver. Um, amazing, and it did shock the world. Uh, but that's what the cross of Jesus is, isn't it? The cross of Jesus is about shocking the world, and it does. 
All right. Well, um, as I said, you can you can watch the rest of the video if you like. Just find it on YouTube at home. Um, there's another ten or so minutes to go. Uh, like one of the questions addressed to Layla was, "What would you say to someone uh, who says there's no way I could forget? Sorry, there's no way I could ever do what you've done." So that comes about five minutes later in the video. There's no way I could ever do what you've done. The person asked in the, in the audience or in the in the church that day. I suspect probably, I wonder if you're asking that question today as well. Oh man, I don't know if I could do what Layla did. Now Layla responds, and you can hear her full answer if you watch the rest of the video on YouTube, but Layla responds by speaking of the importance of having God in her life, so the importance of um, having the Holy Spirit working in her. That's a good answer. Um, The importance of having God in her life, not just sort of, you know, God's part of the little bits on the side, that God is in her life, the Holy Spirit's working in her. Uh, that's the first thing she said. Then she said this great little, little line about practicing forgiveness. So she talked about the little things, and if you practice forgiveness on the little things, well, then you'd be able to do the big things as well. well that's the true again. You'll never be able to do the big, uh, forgiving the big things when you haven't forgiven the little things. So practice forgiving in the little things. And, of course, we heard a little bit about how humility is the key. That's important as well. So I think she understands grace. Uh, she understands mercy. And so she understands forgiveness. Forgiven people forgive. But perhaps today you're not so much thinking, how could Layla forgive this, this drunk driver? There's no way I could ever do that. You're not really thinking that. You might be thinking, well, how could God ever forgive me? How could God ever forgive me for what I've done? Well, let me give you a few answers to that. Perhaps I could answer it in this way. If God could forgive the murderous Saul, read about him in Acts, whose reputation for cruelty was unmatched. If God could forgive Peter, remember Peter the apostle who denied Jesus, even when Jesus said, that's going to happen. If God could forgive the adulterous David, who got a man killed so he could sleep with that man's wife. If God could forgive Zacchaeus, who was the greedy tax collector, uh, who ripped off many and only served himself. That's just a few examples I could go on. If God could forgive them, then he can forgive you. It's why Jesus invites us to come to him, uh, to find rest in him, For in him the burden of sin, and that's what it is, is taken away. The burden of sin is actually put on him on the cross. And so Jesus says in those famous words in Matthew 11, Come to me, all you who are weary and and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's not talking about rest, kicking your feet up and having a nice day. He's talking about the burden of sin coming off us and the freedom that gives us to serve others and the freedom that is that, that's taken off us and put on Jesus. And when we understand that and we know that, well, then we can forgive. How about we pray? And, um, and uh, Rod's going to continue our service. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, the example of Layla and Daniel Abdullah. And we thank you that we can learn um, and uh, learn to see what it's like to live with Jesus as our King. Uh, we understand that we know the Lord, they're not perfect, but we know the Lord, that's a good example to follow. 
Um, we thank you for that. Lord, we pray today that we would most of all understand and know the forgiveness that you have offered to us. And we pray, Lord, that we would come to you, Lord Jesus, trusting in you, finding rest in you. For we know, Lord, that the burden of sin has been placed on you on the cross so that we can be forgiven and so, Lord, that we can forgive others. Give us strength to do that. Sometimes that's really hard. We pray that we would have you in our lives, not pushed to the side. We pray that we would... Um, we pray that your Holy Spirit would fill us so that we can be more like Jesus and forgive as you have forgiven us. And so we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.